Seeking mental health care can be overwhelming and even scary, but it doesn't have to be. I'm Dr. Josephine McNary, and I'm committed to making this process easier for you. Each week, my expert guest and I unravel a different form of therapeutic intervention in order to bring comfort and understanding and to help you get back to your true self. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mind Stories. Today, I'm pleased to have in as our guest, Caitlin O'Brien Bauer. Caitlin is the founder of SF ADHD Coach and offers ADHD and life coaching for adults in the San Francisco Bay Area and beyond. She specializes in working with new moms, women in tech, entrepreneurs, and creatives. As a coach, she facilitates the work of understanding positive inquiry and problem solving with her clients. She creates a safe, non-judgmental space for exploration and connection so her clients can work toward the lives they've always dreamed of. Today, we talk about ADHD coach and her approach to coaching individuals with ADHD. Welcome, Caitlin. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So you are an ADHD coach. I am. What does that mean? I'm, I think I'm <laughs> curious, like what that entails. And I'm so curious about it because often I'm wanting to send my patients to ADHD coaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the way that I talk about it is that coaching is a partnership. Um, as the coach, I'm there to help my clients learn about how their brains work. As many people with ADHD know, it's not a one size fits all type of thing. There's so many different ways that it can show up for the person. So my job as coach is to help my client learn how their brain works and basically identify what it is that they want and then help them to figure out how to work with their brain so that they can go after their goals and then live the life that they're wanting to live. One question that came into my mind as we were talking about that, how is that different than say a therapist or psychologist? Absolutely. It's nuanced, right? Because, you know, with coaching, I say that we're very much looking at your present in terms of where you are right now and then looking towards where it is that you want to get to. And I say that that's nuanced because you also can do a lot of that work in therapy. And I've done a lot of that work myself with my own ADHD specialist, therapist, and psychiatrist. But, you know, in, in coaching, we're not medical professionals, right? So we're not making diagnosis. If we notice that there's something coming up around, coexisting conditions like anxiety or depression, we're going to make sure that we're staying in our lane and saying that this might be something to take to therapy or to take to your psychiatrist and making sure that as the coach that we're drawing really clear boundaries in terms of the work that we're doing with our clients. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like in some cases, and or in a lot of cases, someone could have a psychiatrist, they could have a therapist, mm -hmm. psychologist, and an ADHD coach. Yes. I do myself actually. <laughs> and they have to, there's some overlap, but also very defined roles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe it would be helpful to talk about maybe a case in terms of thinking about how someone might think about the role of a medication with a psychiatrist versus a therapist or psychologist mm -hmm. and then an ADHD coach. Absolutely. So, you know, I can speak to my own experience. I, I had actually been working with a therapist and a psychiatrist on my own ADHD for about probably a year and a half, two years. And we got to a point where I'd been seeing things show up in my business, right? In terms of the way that I was showing up, managing my time, working with my clients. And these were things that, that my therapist started to say, you know, I think this might be an appropriate time to enlist a coach. And at the time, I was not even aware that ADHD coaching existed. So I went out and I hired a business coach who, who was neurotypical. Um, but 
you know, I found that it was really, really supportive because we were getting, we were getting into the details, right? We were really digging in, in terms of the way that I was communicating. And, and one of the most surprising things about it was that this was this, this pause, right? Which is one of the most useful skills as ADHDers that we can learn. And I didn't even know it at the time, but I had this space to really say, okay, what is it that I want? What am I working towards? And so we started noticing things coming up around you know, the fact that I hadn't even really thought through how I wanted to schedule my days, right? How I wanted to be spending my time, how that looked in my personal life versus my career. Um, and all, all of these things began to, to kind of build some foundation for me as I moved towards motherhood. Oh, got it. So it's kind of, it's really about looking at the day-to-day, everyday experiences, mm-hmm. how and what is working and what is not working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And, and as a coach, I, I take a very strengths-based approach. So although we're not going to ignore what isn't working, that's useful data and information for us to have. My goal as coach is to help my clients to really get focused on the things that are working for them. As ADHDers, the negativity bias is really, really strong for us. I mean, it is for everyone, but especially for the ADHDer. So, you know, when we're paying attention to those to those negative things, it can often kind of drag us down and get us stuck. And so as the coach, I really want to start highlighting for my clients, what are the things that are going well for them? What are the strengths, right? What is interesting to their brain? With that interest-based brain wiring, it's really, really crucial that we are able to tap into that interest. I would assume you start working with somebody by discussing goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of, of, you know, my consult process, I'll bring people in. I want to hear a little bit about their story. I want to know, you know, when they were, or even if they've been diagnosed or if it's that they are curious about whether they might have ADHD. Like I want to hear what their life experience has been like and what kind of support they've gotten up until this point in their life. And then I really want to know like what it is that they're hoping to get out of coaching, right? Is it something personal? Is it something professional? Is it a mix of the both? You know, a lot of people come into coaching kind of thinking, oh, it's going to be uh, building these schedules and routines, which I'm not saying it won't be, but we may find that there's some things underneath that we didn't realize even needed a little bit of attention. So thinking about, okay, this is how I get to my goal, right? This is mm-hmm. how I change. I mean, what are some, I guess the question is, what are strategies that you use? Yeah. So, so, you know, when we, when we do our, our kickoff together, I, I really want to get the full picture of the person. So again, looking at that history, where they've been, you know, what are the things that they enjoy that they do well, and then really getting clear on like, what are some more immediate goals? So we'll take a look at some like 90 day goals and say like, what, what do you want to do in the next three months? Right. So that we can kind of give them that quick momentum and, and start building on that. And then I also, because with ADHDers, we have this focus on now versus not now. We often can't see into the future because we're so much in the present. So I want to keep that in mind for them and help them start to think about like, what is it that they're wanting in the next three to five years so that we can keep that out there and kind of hold that focus around that as we're moving towards that in the work that we do together. So we try to get clear on those goals and then we we take it a step further and we actually break down the different areas of their lives that they might be wanting some, you know, some improvements. So saying like, how is your home life? You know, how is leisure time, right? Looking at these different categories so that we can kind of get, again, that whole picture of who they are and what it is that they want. And then, you know, the nice thing about that is that we then have all of this rich information that we can dig into in our coaching sessions. It's like we're laying this great groundwork where it's like, you know, some people are going, I don't know what to bring. And I'm like, well, let's take a look at what you, you know, what what you brought into your kickoff. And it gives us just all of this to work from. Yeah. And I also think of, as you were talking, I think of 
I had in my mind this idea of this menu of strategies that you can. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, I know it's more complex than just a menu, but it sounds like yes. so many different strategies that maybe someone hasn't thought of before. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's it's interesting because as an ADD, right, I've spent years figuring out my own strategies and solutions, right? Because with with our brains, like we do need a bit of structure, but we're also very resistant to that, right? So kind of figuring out the different options for people around how to build healthy routines, right? How to build schedules, you know, how to work more effectively, how to even have certain conversations in terms of setting boundaries, right? Like those are some of the really big things that you start to see showing up. There, there are a lot of themes. There's a lot of education even like, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, especially with new, newly diagnosed ADHDers, focusing on on some of the psychoeducation so that they can actually understand that this is their brain wiring. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not flawed individuals. They're not a problem to be fixed. They just have different brain wiring. So it is really important to spend time looking at that neuroscience behind that so that they can understand that and then use that information to inform how we're going to build the schedule, how we're going to build the way that they respond and set boundaries. Yeah. And it also makes me wonder, so if you have a client who also has a psychologist or therapist, Mm -hmm. do you give them feedback? Do they give you feedback in terms of how they're doing? How does that collaboration work? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we start our work together, I do offer them the option to sign a release form so that I can chat with their, with their therapist to collaborate on that. And then from there, it's, it's basically all, you know, I'll ask them specifically, is there something that you want me to check in with and to talk to your, to your therapist about? Um, and if I'm noticing something that keeps showing up in the session, like I have one client who in particular was having some sleep issues. And so, you know, we looked at all of the different kind of like strategies and solutions and kept hitting that wall. And I went, I think this is something that you're going to want to take back to your, to your psychiatrist to chat with them about to, to see if this is a medication or if there's something else going on here. And, you know, and there's times where like, I may say, do you want me to go and chat with your therapist, you know, or your psychiatrist? Like if they're unsure how to advocate or what to say, I'm always happy to say, you know, I'm happy to like step in there and chat with them as well to, to make sure that you're getting your needs met all around. Right. Yeah. This idea that maybe if you're noticing them hitting a wall, maybe you are recommending and suggesting Mm -hmm. if there's some sort of barrier for them to really kind of follow through with that strategy. It Mm -hmm. seems like that's when the collaboration might become more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I feel really, really strongly about that, that, you know, we make sure that those lines of of communication are open if at all possible so that, you know, we can make sure that we're supporting our, you know, as a coach, like I want to make sure I'm supporting my clients work with their therapist as well. Right. Like, I think it's really, really crucial. Right. The other question I have is, is this more of a time limited intervention or do you see people more regularly over time? It totally depends on the client. Um, Right now, just being, you know, at the beginning of my coaching career, I have noticed that some of the newer clients tend to be staying on longer you know, cause we're, we're kind of building that momentum and then they're starting to really get into the meat of things. So it just depends, you know, in terms of the way that I work, I will ask people to commit to a minimum of, of three months so that we can really start getting that momentum because, uh, you know, I'm finding that the real work is starting to occur at the end of that three months. That's where we start to see the change happening. Right. And, in, and the change process is messy, right? It's not linear. So there's a lot of up and down. So I do find that some clients want to stay on 
indefinitely, right? It may be weekly, it may be every other week, but you know, I'm, I'm there to help support them as they're moving through the different phases of their lives. And with others, it may be, I'm here, I've got you know some quick stuff to get through, through a course in school. And I just really need to like dig in for this short period of time. So it just really depends on, on where they're at and what it is that they're looking to use the coaching for. And I know you only see adults, but my question is, how is ADD coaching, ADHD coaching different for adults versus children? Yes, that's a great, and, and, you know, I, obviously I can't speak to, to having coached kids, but I have not yet at this time. And I haven't done a ton of education around that, but I do work with other colleagues who do see children. And I'd say that the biggest difference with children is that it's a little bit more directive in coaching. I very much want to empower my clients to find their solution. So I'm, you know, I'm not a consultant. I'm not going to say, here's a list of 10 things to do and go do it. I'm going to ask them very specific questions to get them thinking and learning about how their brains work and then empowering them to build the things that work for them. Whereas with kids, they, you know, they're not going to have that knowledge base and that background yet. So part of that is being able to, to work with them and give them different strategies and things to try, right? It may have a bit more of that consulting feel. And then not only that, you're going to have the families involved because I'm sure that, that you found this, you know, as, as a physician that if you have the families undoing the work that you're doing with your child client, right? you're just going around in circles. So it is crucial actually to get the parents involved as well so that they are also understanding and they're also able to set their kids up for success. Like another thing this makes me think of is, you know, as a psychiatrist, of course I do give medication, but my desire is to have people on as the lowest amount of medication as possible within appropriate kind of treatment bounds in terms of giving them full relief of symptoms. But also, I mean, for some patients, I have a goal of being able to get them off of meds because there might be something they don't like about them, right? Absolutely. And with ADHD, I've noticed in my years of, of practice that, you know, I do more often am able to get people off of medications for ADHD if they find other strategies that really work for them. And so yes. I'm curious about your experience with people who maybe say, you know, I'm on meds, but I want to find a different way. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, like the old, you know, the, the old saying, right? Like pills don't build skills, right? And that was something that even I had to learn on my own ADHD journey where I thought, oh, I take this pill and things are, are magically fixed. And then suddenly I go, well, I'm still procrastinating and I'm still not getting that thing done and da, 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 right? So I do have clients who come in and they say, um, these side effects are not working for me, right? It's interfering with sleep or, you know, maybe the stimulant medication is making me a little bit more irritable or, you know, there's specific things that come up where they're like, I don't want to have, like, this is a temporary thing. And so for us, it's really about learning, like, what are those things that support them? Because you can, you know, like through, through diet and exercise, like there are things you can do to help change that body chemistry, right? So part of it is, is kind of figuring out, are there things in terms of exercise, right? We, we know how supportive exercise is for the brain. So figuring out like strategically, like, do you need to go for a walk midday to break this thing up and, and reset your brain, right? Do you need to go do 20 jumping jacks before you do that thing to activate your brain? Like figuring out what those little, those little tips and tricks are that are non-medical for, for the client. And then of course, my big thing that all my clients are going, okay, Caitlin is like sleep, right? Sleep is the secret sauce. It's one of the things where I go, if you are not getting the like bare minimum in terms of sleep, like we got to look at that. So, you know, so a lot of this is kind of teaching them to build that toolkit for themselves of those foundational needs, right? Really making sure that they, that they're paying attention to those things. And then the other piece is, you know, and this is, this is some of the work that they'll be doing in therapy as well is, is looking at the patterns, right? Looking at what their beliefs are and then kind of helping them to really learn how to hit the pause so that they can start to examine those things and think through those things and 
be it journaling or having accountability buddies or figuring out like what those pieces are that they need in their life. Like, you know, I, I have an Apple watch. This is how I remember things. I write everything down. That's how I remember things, right? Like I've learned these strategies and solutions myself. Some of them I've learned through therapy and some of them through coaching. So really kind of figuring out how do we build that toolbox for our clients that they can tap into that on their own. Yeah. It just makes, it's this idea of this integrative treatment, not just relying on a pill to help you kind mm-hmm. of be able to attend to things. And I, there are plenty of cases where that is so important, but to also understand how you interact in the world with ADHD and how you can shape your world to kind of really maximize yeah. success. Yes. I love that. I love that. Like just shaping your world to maximize, right? Yeah. So when you were talking, I was thinking about insomnia people, you know, this thought that the standard of care before you do anything is called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, just to learn skills and understand and, and kind of be able to shape behaviors that might improve the issue. And Mm -hmm. maybe I kind of think, hoping that over time we can think of treatment of ADHD as not just the medication, but such a broader range of treatment interventions and them all combined together is really what's going to provide for the best outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was, if it was, was it Russell Barkley, I think, who was always saying that like the gold standard of treatment for ADHD is medication, therapy, and coaching, right? Like make sure that all those things are working together. And, you know, just speaking personally from experience, like adding that ADHD coaching piece in for me was just, it unlocked so much, right? Like I'd been making great progress, but when I added that piece, just getting my own coach, it was just like night and day, the difference. And, and I just feel like everything just took off for me. I suddenly was like, okay, I can fly with this now, right? Like it really helped to have that person to be checking in with on a regular basis to help me make that forward progress. And I'm hoping I can do the same for my clients. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And as a psychiatrist, I actually, it's been hard to find ADHD coaches for my patients. There are not that many of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's such a new profession, right? I mean, Although it's been around for, I want to say like 20 something years, but it's, it's something that I don't think a lot of people have, have even considered. There is such a, I mean, I didn't even know until my therapist was one who said, well, you know, why don't you look into becoming an ADHD coach? And I went, I'm sorry, that's a thing that people do. Like, why don't we talk about this before? <laughs> you know? And it was that she didn't, you know, like you said, she didn't know any ADHD coaches. So, you know, it was, oh, go hire a business coach. But my, my chief complaint or issue when I was working with the coach was that she didn't understand my brain wiring. So she'd give me homework or assignments and I go, I don't know what to do here. And so I would bring it back to my therapist and luckily she and I were able to work together. But, you know, it's really crucial to have that understanding so that you can kind of create that space and make sure that, that you're keeping that peace in mind as you're doing that work with your clients. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I so appreciate you being on. I'm going to make sure that your information is on the episode description. And I also see that you gave us a few other resources. So one is the addca.com. What is that? What is that link for? Oh, ADCA. So uh, that's the ADD Coach Academy. That's where I'm uh, doing. I've done and I am doing my training. I'm currently enrolled in their advanced coaching program. They have a great database of certified coaches who've gone through their program. So that if people are looking for somebody with, you know, a specific location or specific specialties, they can find them listed in there. And, And all of those people have gone through this program and have met certain certification requirements. 
Got it. So if you want to find a kind of a high quality coach that has had appropriate training, that would be a good resource. Absolutely. And then what about coachingfederation.org? That's another resource. Yes. So that's the ICF. So they're the international coaching organization. Essentially they handle certification. They've created a code of ethics for life coaches, right? Like there's the ADD piece, which is what I've been working on, but there's also like the general life coaching. So I can actually coach a neurotypical individual. I have that training through my program, but they're the ones who are basically out there making sure that this isn't just anybody throwing a hat on and saying, I'm a coach, right? Like they're there to make sure that we have people who have gotten proper training, who understand those ethical boundaries, who understand how to work to support the work that clients are doing with therapy and knowing, like I said earlier, when to refer out, right? When to educate and things like that. Got it. So the ADCA one is very specific to ADD coaching. Yes. And that's, and that's actually more specifically even to the people who have come out of their program in particular. Good to know. I'm glad to, I'm going to check out that list too. Well, thank you so much for being on. Any parting words before we say goodbye to the listener? Oh gosh, it's a journey, not a destination. So, you know, buckle up. (laughs) All right. Well, I really appreciate being on and and enlightening me about the the work that you do. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's It's a wonderful opportunity. I'm grateful for it. Take care. This has been Mind Stories with me, Josephine McNary of Cal Psychiatry. With online psychiatry in California and 13 offices throughout Southern California and the Bay Area, Cal Psychiatry specializes in medication management, ADHD, anxiety disorders, alternative therapies, women's mental health, and more. Visit us at calpsychiatry.com and let us help you get back to your true self. Thanks for listening to Mind Stories, and don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.